Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Either you are with us, or you are with the terrorists. If you've got health care already, then you can keep your plan if you are satisfied with it. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. Together, we will make America great again. We shall never surrender. Never it's what you've been waiting for all day. Buck Sexton with America Now. Join the conversation. Call Buck toll-free at 844-900-BUCK. That's 844-900-2825. Sharp mind, strong voice. Buck Sexton. Hey, it is great to see you on America Now. My name is Ken Matthews in for Buck Sexton. It's very exciting afternoon for me today so far. I'm getting acclimated with... Uh, Buck has a huge staff, Sarah, Amy, Dramos. There is uh, security everywhere. There's uh, a cleaning crew. There's a team of people working around the clock, and it's great to be here at the uh, headquarters in New York for Premier Radio Networks. If you'd like to join the conversation tonight, let me tell you what, what, ha- what just happened. I get all this preparation ready, okay? And then, and then North Korea ruins it. They're always ruining it. I get all this preparation about Trump's speech, the NRA. We got some sound bites we're going to play for you. We have guests coming up. And then North Korea fires a ballistic missile. So we're going to keep you up to date on that as well. This is America Now with Buck Sexton. And the number is 844-900-2825. 844-900-BUCK. My name's Ken Matthews. I'm from Central PA. Very excited to be here. And uh, we hope you'll jo- join the conversation from wherever you are. We have a lot to talk about. What a crazy, busy week it's been. Today is supposedly the day that they're going to close down the government, but then they didn't. But they do this every year. Do you notice that? They do this every single year. I don't know why they can't balance the budget. And it's always an emergency. By the way, coming up on the show tonight, we have David French from the National Review. He's going to give us some insight on some things. Uh, a friend of mine and a member of the Freedom Caucus, Scott Perry, Congressman Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, uh, who, like you might be fed up with this Obamacare thing that's going on, he is fed up with it as well. He'll give us some inside track on that. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, we have a- an angel mom who started an organization called Enforce the Law. And they advocate for enforcing the current immigration laws in America. This angel's mom's name is Laura Wilkerson. She has a, a very powerful story. And, and like many of us, uh, she thinks that the illegal immigration thing is probably one of the topics that got uh, Trump elected. But anyway, he was down speaking to the NRA today. And he spoke with the, uh, I think he's the first person to do it since Ronald Reagan. And I think one of the biggest surprises, at least for people that were on the fence about Trump, was, is he going to put a conservative in the Supreme Court? And he did with Gorsuch. Is he going to be pro-Second Amendment? So far, he has. Is he going to shrink the government using the power of the pen? That's what he's doing with regulation. The problem I see, and maybe you see it as well, The GOP is not really playing along with him as they could. And that's a little disappointing. I think they could be doing a better job. I kind of saw this would happen, especially with people like Lindsey Graham Cracker. I saw this would happen. And because you realize this, people like Paul Ryan and and, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, they were not on the Trump train. 
They were not on the Trump train like Ann Coulter. And a handful of us were a year and a half ago. So this is all new to them. But Trump, I think, is really moving in the right direction for what he said he was going to do. But the fact that the wall budgeting wasn't put in today is a little disappointing to me. But I just saw something on CNN, which which I happen to be punching around now. And uh, they were interviewing people in Atlanta. And they said, uh, it's Trump's first 100 days. How do you think he's doing? Well, actually, technically, it's tomorrow. And he'll be heading out to central PA because Pennsylvania was a blue state. Don't worry, he's not heading to San Diego. I know people were concerned about that. But he's not heading to San Diego for a while. He's going to celebrate his 100 days there, et cetera. And people were saying, how do you think he's doing? And, and most people think he's doing pretty well. Uh, each president is different in their first 100 days. And he is focusing on what he needs to focus on. I think the biggest issue for Trump was uh, the Supreme Court. By the way, you're listening to the Buck Sexton Show. I'm trying to see where, okay, there was, there's my clock. I'm just getting, give me a minute to get acclimated here. It's my first time in the studio, so. And I got some coffee. Hold on a second. Mm. That's very good. And uh, I see where Buck has a little stack of stuff over here I'm not going to touch. Buck Sexton with America Now. The number is 844-900-2825. So anyway, while he was wrapping up his speech, he talked about the border wall. And uh, people are not as upset as I thought they would be about the border wall not being pushed through. As, as quickly as it could. Uh, do you think that President Trump not doing it now, do you think it's going to get pushed to the wayside, or do you just think this is Washington, or uh, do, you, do you think you should give this guy more time? I mean, when you look at how he became elected, when you look at the odds that were against him, uh, and, oh, something else that happened today, too, speaking of Trump and his 100 days, because that seems to be on every single news network. Uh, President Trump, the 100 days, he made a comment. I don't know what magazine he sat down with, but he had a great uh, interview with this magazine. And he very candidly said, you know, I had a great life before. This is President Trump speaking today. I had a great life before uh Really enjoyed it. I had a lot of freedom. Um, I'm kind of lonely in Washington. I had no idea the job would be this hard. And everybody's jumping on that. And to me, it's like, thank you for being so honest. You did have a good life before. You felt compelled to do this because you felt the country was going off the rails. And now you're realizing that if you make the kind of money you make, Mr. Trump, uh, making a dollar a year, to deal with the Senate and the Congress and lobbyists is not really that fun. And I think it was a, I don't think it was a moment of weakness. I think it, it was a moment of honesty. If you're just tuning in, my name's Ken Matthews from uh, WHP 580 in central Pennsylvania. And I want to say hello to my producer, Art Selby, who is also listening tonight. I'm filling in for Buck Sexton with America Now. Buck is in an undisclosed location. Uh, and his phones have been scrambled. We have no way of even tracking him until next week. It's the whole CIA thing. But if you'd like to join the conversation, I know it's a Friday. That's a very special day for people and the Freedom Hut. It's very exciting to be in the Freedom Hut. I had to promise I wouldn't break anything in the Freedom Hut to be allowed in it. But it is good to be here. 844-900-2825. 
from anywhere, 844-900-2825. I got to talk about this, and I, and I mentioned this to uh, one of the producers, Amy, at the beginning. Uh, she doesn't seem to be a fan. Fate of the Furious. It's one of the Fast and Furious movies. It's the most recent one. It's made over a billion dollars. Over a billion dollars. That's a lot of money. So you can say what you want about the the brilliant acting and writing of the entire Fast and Furious series, which I love. I love. I was so sad when Paul Walker got in the accident. That was such a bummer. But that is such a great uh, it's it's got all the stuff in it. It's got f- speed and fast cars and chicks and guys racing and and now it's got the rock in it. <clears throat> well, he's had the rock in it for a while and then you you've got Vin and the rest of them. But a billion dollars worldwide. They're going to make non-stop profit on that movie. Like forever, they're just going to keep making profit on it. And I told I'm told there's another one coming out. There there's a, a 9 and a 10 coming out don't forget uh also uh, tonight let me just show you here uh david french yeah david french will be uh checking in with us at 6 35 from the national review uh david has been on the show before he's an attorney uh and we're going to talk about some of the things that are going on he's also an operation iraqi uh freedom veteran and the big news that just broke was north korea just fired a ballistic missile north korea is always doing something to ruin someone's day we don't know exactly where it landed and what the logistics are i know that i don't know if you saw but remember last week kim jong-un was in that parade uh the big north korean military parade did you notice he was not allowed in the parade because they could not find a car seat for him and because of the car seat because he's so small yeah so he had to watch the parade from the side and then seriously did you see the next day someone said that like every so many guns are fake when they're marching with guns and rockets and stuff because they don't have enough actual working weapons. I mean, that might be the case as well. I, when you think about it, come on. North Korea, I, I mean, they have trouble feeding and clothing and keeping cars running. I just don't know if they are state-of-the-art uh, defense, but we will talk more about that coming up on America Now. Buck Sexton is out today. My pleasure to be filling in for Buck. My name's Ken Matthews, and the number is 844-900-2825. Coming up, we have, uh, oh, we get some cool calls here. And I, oh, you know what I what else I did today? I brought a map because Buck has a national audience. So I may have to actually learn geography again. 844-900-2825. Dramos, do we have time for a call or should I hold off? Do take a call. All right, we'll take one then. Uh, let's take Adam in uh, Mississippi. Adam, you're on America now with Buck Sexton. Sorry about your phone, Adam. Let's take Tracy in Michigan. Tracy in Michigan, how are you? Hi, Tracy. Hi, um, Adam. Point that was made on the radio station um, about the president. Sure, I, I miss what you said. Can you speak up a little bit, Tracy? Yeah, I said I was just giving some feedback of a point that was uh, the guy on the radio was just saying that um, 
when the when our president, who and I'm a Republican and I voted for uh, President Trump, when he says that he didn't know the job would be so difficult, that gave me a reason to pause. Mm. And that that comment, I found it concerning. Well, I hear what you're saying. You're you're thinking like, oh my gosh, how could you not know, right? No, I I think that. Um, I think that. They're, they're talking to me on the radio. Hi, can you hear me? He's saying hi. Oh, I'm recorded. Are you? Do you? Is your radio down, Tracy? Yep. Now it is. Now it is. Okay. Good. So I agree, and I uh, thank you for calling. I agree that uh, that could give you pause. As far as you know, that's what he said today, and and a lot of people are trying to attach a lot to that. But I, I don't take it that seriously, and here's why. Because I, I look at the can overview of what the president has said over the, over the years and the months, and to me, that is just honesty. I mean, a lot of presidents have said that in some shape or form, that, wow, this is hard. Wow, I feel alone. Wow, I had no idea it would be this challenging. Uh, Trump says it a little different way, and I think people are going to run with it, but... Uh, I think he's probably just having – he's had a rough uh, few weeks. But for the most part, uh, you know, I think he's as stable as anybody else at the 100-day part. America Now with Buck Sexton. My name's Ken Matthews. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come right back. Welcome back to America Now with Buck Sexton. Uh, Buck is off tonight. My name's Ken Matthews. Great to be here with you. And uh, thanks for the great calls. I just found out something. We're going to go back to the phones in a minute. It's 844-900-2825. Buck Sexton with America Now. My name's Ken. Till the end of the show. Um, I just found out, and I'm, I'm, trust, I'm not going to reveal the source because I don't want someone to, you know, lose their job over it. But apparently, Kim Jong-un had gout from eating too much cheese. And uh, he had trouble walking, and that's why he couldn't be in the parade. Seriously. I had no idea. I actually, for just a moment, I felt bad for Kim Jong-un because that's very painful. You know, a little scumbag dictator. But I felt bad for just a minute. I felt, oh, my God, Kim, you think we should get him something? Maybe, you know, like a fruit basket or something? So anyway, uh, the good news is the North Korean missile that they tested at the beginning of the show that I thought was going to mess up our third segment, it blew up in the air. And that's usually what happens to North Korean armaments anyway. So feel good about that. So the show's back on track because my fear was that this missile was going to continue flying over us during the entire show. And I was going to wait for it like for the other shooter drop. But it was a missile. Uh, let's go to Bob in Virginia. Bob, you're on America Now with Buck Sexton. Yes, sir. Welcome. You. Uh, you know, anybody who thinks that who wanted to be president goes in and thinks they know about the job. Come on, give me a break. You go in there and you learn what's good, what's bad, and you and you and you learn from you know how it goes. Uh, Donald, I mean, the guy, I love him. You know, he says what he wants, and uh, I get a kick out of it. Tell you the truth, because. If you want to dance, let's dance. You know, I mean, it's time after eight years of a guy who didn't. Was he still with me? Did we lose him? What happened? Wow. That was crazy. He said, well, I, I really like the dance line. So 
Maybe it's the phone. You never know. Jay in West Virginia. You're on American Now with Buck Sexton. How you doing? How are you? I'm feeling great. You're, you're doing a good job for Buck. Thank you, sir. Um, I was just saying, saying my thing is, is I, I don't think the wall is going to go up. And the reason I don't think it's going to go up is I think there are Republicans who are dead set against it as well. And I think they're, you know, Republican elitists. They're, they're, they're in uh, their positions in Washington for a long time now. They're, their constituents keep putting them back in. And uh, I, I think they want to fight the law as much as some Democrats. Let me ask you this, Jay. Do you, do you think that if Trump can keep his energy up and keep the base motivated, because I, I voted for President Trump as well, uh, and, I, and I, you sound like you probably did as well. If he can, oh, absolutely. If he can keep that going, do you think we can clean more House and get rid of some more moderate Republicans so we get some more people on board that understand the importance of uh, Ill, uh, illegal immigration? I think we can, but I think he's got, he's got to make one critical move that I think he's reluctant to do, and that's because he is a loyal guy and these people helped him in the, in the short term and now they're hampering him, he's going to have to take the gloves off. He's going to have to go Trump on them. He's going to have to go Trump on some of these, you know, soft-bellied, yellow-bellied Republicans <laughs> like you said, that don't want to do what they were voted in to do. Well, th- He's going to have to go Trump on some of them, too, and if he isn't going to be willing to do that. And I understand. I respect the fact that he's a loyal guy. That's yeah. one of the things I love yeah. about him. True. But at the same time, he's going to have to say, look, fellas, you're not being loyal to me if you're not helping me. I'm going to take the gloves off. Well, thank you for your call, Jay. I appreciate you checking in from West Virginia. I agree with uh, Jay, and I'm going to start using his terminology. The uh, There are Republicans there that have yellow bellies, but they also have a soft under white belly, and that's what we have to uh, go Trump on, as Jay said. But I, that's the problem. The moderates are so uncomfortable with President Trump. Still, still they are. They, they'll, they'll pose during the inauguration, but they're still uncomfortable. It's only been 100 days. This country has never, ever, ever, ever elected a president that had never been in politics. This is so historical in that sense that I don't know if people are ever going to get over it. I mean, certain people will never get over it. Ashley Judd, never get over it. She's probably still dressed up as some weird sexual organ protesting. There's a, Madonna, never get over it. Tom Hanks, never get over it. There's a lot of people that will just never get over it. But the reality is there's people in, in uh, the GOP, they just need to be voted out. They just, we just need new blood. When I say we, I mean those of us on the right side of the spectrum. Just like we want a clean house on the left, we have to do the same thing on the right. And, and we're doing ourselves a disservice, I think, when we look at the big picture and don't think there's just as many problems on the right as there are on the left. And I think this is one of the things President Trump is probably realizing now in the Oval Office. He's probably going, man, I got all these people with ours next to their name and they're useless. It's kind of like, yeah, welcome welcome to our world. Still to come, a lot more of your calls. Uh, we have a guest coming up next, David French. We're going to talk to him from National Review. A lot more stuff happening and, and let's see, maybe North Korea will get another missile off or at least a slingshot. It's America now with Buck Sexton. I'm Ken Matthews sitting in for Buck. Welcome back to the Freedom Hut on an island of liberty where you're the party and it's full of fellow patriots. Buck Sexton kicks it off. Thanks 
for listening tonight. We really appreciate it. It's America Now with Buck Sexton. My name's Ken Matthews filling in for Buck. And the number's 844-900-2825 or Buck. I think it sounds cooler when you say 844-900-BUCK. But your relatives may not know that yet. So you tell them the number so they can call in. 844-900-2825. With us tonight, David French from National Review. Hi, David. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. It's great to be sitting in for Buck tonight. You and I have never spoken, but I'm glad we have the opportunity to uh, talk to folks tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. So, uh, first of all, very quickly, I know you're a veteran, and, and that goes without saying. Thanks for that. The Korean missile exploded in flight. What do you think that was all about? Do you think there's going to be another attempt by North Korea, or what? Oh, sure. I mean, there's always attempts by North Korea. I mean, you know, look, they're they're trying to constantly flex their muscles. They're trying to constantly demonstrate to the world their striking power. They're, and, and one of the things that they do is they actually try – and one of the things that has kept this totalitarian regime in power for so long is they've convinced their population that they're essentially on war footing at all times. And so when they do provoke the world through these missile launches, they actually do put the world on edge, and then mm. you know that, that furthers the narrative. I mean they, they really do convince their people that they have to maintain constant vigilance or their society will be snuffed out. And so provocations – are intentional. I mean, that's what they want to do. You know, we are we are so blessed in this country with freedom of speech, freedom of information, at least now for the next few minutes, um, that I don't think we, re- we realize there's so many countries like China, North Korea, and other places where they are, their population is completely out of the loop. So th- right. You're, you're right. They probably see this as, oh, my gosh, we're, we're going to war again. <laughs> Right, right. Well, you know, and, and they're constantly flexing their military muscle. And so what they're essentially the message is, is that, you know, these forces are arrayed against us. Only absolute unity and, and strength through absolute unity and the special spirit of the people protects this land. And so uh, that's one of the things that's constantly destabilizing about North Korea is it's actually in, these provocations are quite intentional. Uh, the ratcheting up of tension is quite intentional, but they've always been – they've always ratcheted up the tension, but never enough to, to ignite open war because they can't win that war. Well, I don't think they they're, have anything that works, do they? <laughs> I mean they don't well, – every you know, time they launch something, it blows up like uh, a few blocks from the store. Well, they're they, – they're, Not always. I mean, they have successfully launched missiles. Let's put it this way. Their advanced technology is not all that advanced, Mm -hmm. but they have so many men under arms and so much artillery. And Seoul, for example, is so close to the border that they don't have to have advanced technology to just do unbelievable damage. True. Well, all kidding aside, the border is the real – that's the terrifying part of that whole mix because the the little guy, Kim Jong-un, could – could move people across a border with very little effort. He'd, he'd just make a phone call, basically, right? Well, and he has artillery, conventional artillery that is within range of Seoul. I mean, just imagine if, for example, like a madman had thousands of artillery pieces aimed at Chicago. There's nothing you could do to stop that artillery barrage, nothing at all. So that's one reason why it's so been so vital to maintain the peace, because the cost of war is so much higher than anything we've seen 
in in generations. Do you get the impression that President Trump is getting China more aligned and more comfortable on our side of this issue, and that is going to benefit the U.S.? Well, it seems so, but I think the person who's doing the most to get China more on our side is Kim Jong-un. I mean, uh, he's acting in a way that's aggressive, that's bellicose. China, it's in China's, it has been in China's interest to have a North Korean ally and buffer. It is not in China's interest if that North Korean ally and buffer is seemingly increasingly unhinged. So I think that the Trump administration is doing the right things in getting China to put pressure on North Korea. Uh, but I also think North Korea is causing China to put pressure on North Korea. It's it's a more volatile situation here in these last few months than we've than we've seen on the peninsula in a while. So what do you what do you think the next step is for diplomacy? Do you do you think it's a sit and wait thing or do you think that President Trump uh, in in that world in which he's moving in, it helps him out when he flexes his muscles? For example, the fact that the, the Chinese premier saw the, the Syria and the Afghanistan things take place he knows Trump is not afraid to use force. Is that an ad, an advantage now, looking at North Korea? Well, yeah, it, it's really hard to say. I mean, the Syria strike, for all of the publicity, was a pinprick. Uh, the Afghan strike was, you know, spectacular, but again, not meaningful in the larger scope of the war. I mean, these mm. are they had a, a big blaze of PR, mm. but they don't didn't really move the needle militarily. Uh, I think that you know the, the issue is you're always facing this question in Korea is do we have more of the same, which is really high tensions but a kind of terrible stability, or is this time different? Is this time worse? And that's the question that is so difficult to answer in any one of these given crises that pop up, and they pop up every now and then. But that's the question, and this is something that I, I'm sure American intelligence officials are looking at. I'm sure that that uh, China is looking at. Is this more of the same, or is something about this different? And if it's more of the same, you just kind of ride it out. Uh, but if it's something different, then perhaps greater diplomatic pressure. Perhaps there's more, even more economic pressure that can be applied to North Korea. But this much I know, you need to think long and hard, long and hard before initiating any military action, because the cost of a general conflict with Korea is beyond anything that Americans in this generation or mm. the generation before us have experienced. Plus, just just their, uh, I mean, we could talk about this forever, their, their ideology is so different than ours, and their leadership and their government has no trouble just sacrificing, you know, uh, right. on a scale that I don't think anybody could even even understand at this point. I want to uh, shift gears to your uh, California is succeeding from the Constitution. Right. Uh, I'm very excited by that. Do you think they'll leave the country? Because I would be very <laughs> no, thrilled if they became another country. No, this is the worst <laughs> of all worlds. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. Here's the thing here. It's essentially California saying, well, you know, you're going to have if when you set foot on California soil, you're actually going to have fewer free speech rights, fewer rights of religious liberty than you have in the other 49 states. Well, we already do, don't we? Technically, I mean, well, I, well it's unbelievable. If you, I, you know, and in this article, I just ticked down the area. So you have mob rule over free speech at Berkeley, which mm -hmm. is extremely dangerous, not just because the mob is there, but because 
the law enforcement officials have allowed the mob to rule. And that's the most chilling part of all. Yeah, I would say that is the thing that concerns me the most. Yes, absolutely. Then you move on and you have the California legislature. Right now, two bills are moving through that are extraordinarily dangerous for the First Amendment. One that would directly interfere in the hiring decisions of religious organizations to require them to not discriminate or to not ask their employees, for example, of a Catholic school to you know, not have an abortion, that, that a, an employee of a Catholic school or a Catholic church even would have a right to get an abortion or, or a, you know, a Baptist church, a really bizarre intrusion into religious institutions. And then you have another one that's saying, well, that any company that, say, builds any part of a border wall, if one is ever built, they won't get any business from California, which is picking political favorites in government contracting, which has real First Amendment implications. You know, and I just can keep on going and going and going. The selective prosecution of pro-life journalists. Oh, yeah. And other under. Yeah. I mean, you just well, the wheels on and on. The wheels have been coming off California for a long time, and, and they've never minded stepping on the Constitution. And just uh, some of the comments that come out of their assembly, I forget the uh, the senator's name i think he's the the pro temp maybe i'm not sure but he the things he said about the president oh my gosh he would have been banned from facebook and twitter and the rest and yet it's they're very comfortable with that in california so there's a level of there's a level of constitutional and trump hate that is is really starting to swell over there Right, and the judiciary is failing in its job because, you know, we, we know how the Ninth Circuit is. And so essentially what's happening is if you're wanting to defend the Constitution, you're going to have to file suit and then pray the Supreme Court ultimately takes your case, which can take years and years. And so in the meantime, again and again, the, the, um, the, the state is able to flout the law. I mean they actually require pro-life pregnancy centers to advertise for free abortion services. I mean, this is this is the kind of place that the state is becoming, and it, and that's why I said seceding from the Constitution. They're essentially doing what they want to do, and then daring the courts or Congress to step in. See, I was excited. And, I thought they were leaving the country because <laughs> that's what I would like no to see. Of that. Yep, I mean, no it just like the sanctuary state concept is so ridiculous, and uh, I mean, we'll revisit sanctuary cities at an, uh, at another time but now there's over 500 and i think people i don't think people realize how despite the election of trump despite the shift in political winds in certain areas of the country there's areas like california that are just get they're just so far off the rails to the left what you're describing is a surreal culture but it exists Right. Oh, absolutely. And it's only doubling. They're only doubling down on their ideology now because, you know, of course, the hashtag resistance, uh, you know, they see themselves as the warriors against tyranny. When if uh, Trump Trump is the has been checked in so many areas, I mean, he can't repeal Obamacare. He can't get funding for his wall. Um, no indication that there's much prospect for his tax reform. I mean, like as tyrants go, uh, Trump's Got a long way to go, but never mind. They're the hashtag resistance. Yep. And hashtag resistance is going to go their way. They're going to, they're going to, uh, and, and when they when they have power, when they have control, they're apparently intent on trampling the Constitution. I mean, there's been far more constitutional problems coming out of California uh, than coming out of the Trump administration.
Excellent point. David French, thank you for uh, calling in again, and it was a pleasure uh, to finally meet you. Where could people find your stuff? Is it nationalreview.com? Yep, nationalreview.com, and I'm on Twitter at David A. French. Super duper. Thank you so much, David. I appreciate it. Look forward to talking with you again. It's Buck Sexton with America Now. My name's Ken Matthews filling in for Buck. If you'd like to join the upcoming conversation, 844-900-2825. He spreads freedom. Because freedom's not going to spread itself. Buck Sexton is back. Well, it's good to see you tonight. Uh, Hope you're having a a wonderful uh, Friday. America Now. Buck Sexton is off. My pleasure to be filling in for Buck Sexton with America Now. My name's Ken Matthews. Slipped in from central Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a, a boy with a, a bus ticket and a dream. That's it. That's it. I, I rode the bus in. Normally, I sit in the front seat of the bus because I like the visibility. Uh, I didn't have that option, so I got a little bus sick today. So I just napped. It is what it is. I know it's exciting. If you want to join the conversation, it's 844-900-2825. Dramos, can you play that cut of Donald Trump saying, wow, this is this is hard being president kind of thing? Because I loved my previous life. I loved my previous life. I had so many things going. I, I, I actually, this is more work than in my previous life. I thought it would be easier. I thought it was more of a, I'm a details-oriented person. I think you would say that. But I do miss my old life. This, I like to work, so that's not a problem. But this is actually more work. Uh, and while I had very little privacy in my old life, because, you know, I've been famous for a long time, uh, I really, this is, this is much less privacy than I've ever seen before. You know, I, I think I find that, in its entirety, a very honest moment. I know I've been I've been I've been punching around the dial today on MSNBC and CNN and watching them cherry pick little pieces and saying, oh, Donald Trump thinks it's hard. (laughs) Uh, But he just sound like an honest guy. This is a guy who's a billionaire who has enormous security, enormous privacy, enormous control, uh, enormous success. And now he is I do believe, first of all, I think the man loves America beyond description. So uh, whether he loves everything that's going on in Washington right now, I don't know. And I say that as a supporter. I voted for the guy. So full disclosure, I, I was on the Trump train back in June of 2015, uh, along with some of the, the, the wacky people like Ann Coulter and a handful of others. Uh, I just happen to think he's the right guy at the right time. And I think that comment was just very honest. I think it's been a long hundred days. He's, he's not... You know, I, I, from what I understand, he's very close to his family. He he loves being around his his sons, uh, and the wife and uh, close companions, and his youngest son, Baron. And he hasn't had that opportunity. And now, if, if the guy even wants to go out into the yard, there's got to be a security detail because he's the commander in chief. And I think this is a shock. Uh, I don't take what he said as a complaint at all. I think we're getting and I think we'll continue to get a lot more honesty from a President Trump than most people probably expect. I I think you're going to see that. I think he's going to be the guy that says, wow, Uh, like what he said about Syria. He got a lot of heat for his Syria comment about because he said some things on the campaign trail. And then he said, look, I, I saw all the intel. 
I never had access to the intel. But as president, I saw the intel, and it, it ripped my heart out. Now, why would you get heat for that? Basically saying, as a private citizen, you had one opinion. Now you've seen the living hell that's going on around the world in some areas, and, and you've decided uh, to take some action. Uh, whether you agree with that action or not, I, I, I think the man's being fairly upfront. So uh, don't let the, the national news media cherry-pick his quotes, because we, a moment ago, just played the whole quote for you. And if you listen to the whole quote, it's a guy basically talking about a transition from being, you know, a very rich, wealthy, important guy to probably one of the world's most important guys. And, and that comes with a lot of uh, sacrifice, I would imagine. By the way, if you're just tuning in, the number's 844-900-2825, 844-900-BUCK. Buck Sexton with America Now. My pleasure to be filling in in the Freedom Hut. I cannot, first of all, the Freedom Hut, it, there's certain things I cannot tell you about the Freedom Hut because of security. But I will say everything in the Freedom Hut is free. I've already pocketed a few pens. It's, it's really nice. I think most voters would like the Freedom Hut. There's a lot of freedom in here. Uh, Jeff in Ohio. Jeff, you're on America Now with Buck Sexton. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, hey, I wanted to talk about the Susan Rice and the unmasking of the uh, intel of uh, using the intelligence agencies against basically a political opponent and unmasking. Sure. Um, I worked. I worked both on the uh, Romney campaign and on the Trump campaign just as a volunteer. And so one of the things that's come out that I really haven't heard people talk about is some of the earlier references to this use of John Brennan, use of the NSA and stuff like that, go back to 2011. So my question is, and I haven't heard anybody ask this, um, I know leading up to the election day with the Romney campaign, they had multiple systems crash that were like the get-out-the-vote systems and things like that. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's ever going to come out that they use national intelligence agencies to, ah. uh, to affect the Romney campaign. Second thing, and I'm, I, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. I'll, I'll come right out of the conspiracy theorist okay. closet and say that. I got about, you know what, uh, Jeff, can you stand by? Because we got a hard break coming up, but I'll be more than happy to uh, check back with you in a minute, okay? It's never too early to begin planning for the future, and the best way to do it is with Goldline. Like gold and silver, today's digital currencies enable people to remove their money from the banking system and store it away from the prying eyes of the Fed. So it probably doesn't surprise you to learn that the Fed is busy developing its own competing version of Bitcoin. It's called FedCoin. Gold. Yes, gold has always been a hedge against government folly. Call today to receive a free copy of Goldline's War on Cash, written by economist Chris Martinson. The gold company you can trust is Goldline, 877-322-COIN. That's 877-322-2646. Be sure to read Goldline's important risk disclosures to see if buying gold is right for you. 877-322-COIN, 877-322-2646. Sexton with America Now. We are gold. The Freedom Hut is fired up as Team Buck assembles shoulder to shoulder, shields high. Call in 844-900-BUCK. That's 844-900-2825. 
800-242-2825. Oh, yeah, our operators are standing by. America Now with Buck Sexton. My name's Ken Matthews filling in for Buck tonight. It's uh, coming up on 6 past the hour, hour two of the show. And Jeff was so nice to hold from Ohio. Jeff, I want to put you back on because you started talking about Susan Rice and uh, that. I can't stand her, by the way. I hope she gets indicted as well. Uh, I think one of the turning points that you were referencing, I know you had mentioned uh, you would work with Romney and Trump, but one of the turning points I think was, and it it got such little play, a couple weeks, maybe three weeks before the inauguration, uh, President Obama and Loretta Lynch loosened up the intelligence sharing regulations, and I think that's when things started to go sideways. Totally agree. And the earlier references, though, to Brennan being involved in in some of this stuff mm-hmm. go all the way back to 2011. And so it, it occurs to me that if they would be um, have uh, such little compunction about uh, messing with the Trump campaign, which they, in fact, you know, weren't running against Trump, they were term limited out, uh, that perhaps they would have been much more interested in messing with the Romney campaign using the national security apparatus uh, and spying to do so. And in fact, the fact that the Romney campaign systems all crashed the last two days before the election, all to get out the vote, computer systems and stuff, was always very suspicious to me that a a guy who ran Bain Capital couldn't keep a cloud computing (laughs) uh, uh, application up and running. The, The last thing I'll throw out there is Um, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. I was always very suspicious of Justice Scalia's death just because it was so quickly um, determined or or stated that it was of natural causes without very much investigation. I wonder if it'll ever come out that they were surveilling the Supreme Court justices. Mm. Boy, that is a good conspiracy, by the way. That's something to think about. You know, uh, thank thank you for calling, Jeff. I appreciate it. And thank you for uh, holding on. That's an interesting take on that. When you look at it, always fascinates me who lives and who doesn't in government. There are people in government on both sides of the aisle and not not just in the Supreme Court. But there we have 80 something year old senators and 80 something year old Congress people. And that, that, how does that happen? How in the world does that happen? There's got to be a way. Well, term limits, obviously term limits. But uh, have you ever, for example, Congressman Maxine Waters, have you ever listened to her for more than 60 seconds? consistently it is uh you know part of it's very entertaining but it's also terrifying the fact that she can vote that she has a say in government 844-900-2825 that's 844-900-BUCK Buck Sexton with America Now my name's Ken Matthews from Central PA and uh if you're one of the 13 regular listeners to my show in Central PA thank you so much for tuning in to the Buck Sexton show Coming up, uh, ironically, Republican Congressman Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, part of the Freedom Caucus, and he's got a few things to say about uh, how frustrated he is with what's going on. I think he will echo the same sentiments we're having about Trump probably getting more pushback from the people in the GOP than he ever thought he'd get on the left. Let's grab another call. Richard in North Carolina. Richard on uh, WP... T.I. Where is that, Richard? Uh, Greensboro, dead center of the state. Oh, I know exactly where that is. Over uh, over Charlotte Way, but not quite. Yeah, a little north of there. Yep, I went to uh, North Carolina That's, State. 
Oh, all right. Well, we're not far from there. Well, welcome to the uh, show, sir. But I, uh, well, thanks again. Good show. And uh, I just uh, wanted to say that if you had told me two years ago uh, all the things that this president was, was going to accomplish uh, by now and didn't tell me it was Donald Trump, I would have said, who is this guy so I can vote for him? Uh, I was late to the Trump train, uh, but I was on it. And uh, I do not regret it one bit. Well, that is uh, that is good to hear. Thank you for calling, Richard. And it, that was so well put. And this is what happens. We were just talking about this. I, I walked out of the Freedom Hut into the Freedom Foyer, which is French. They're going to change the name. Uh, I want to go with Freedom Foyer, but they're in the building. They use Freedom Foyer. So I was in the Freedom Foyer with uh, Amy, Sarah, and Dramos and uh, our 13 operators that work round the clock to help you with any trouble you have with any machinery or vacuums. And we were talking about the fact that because people have become so separated because of their political parties, and, and that's what we're seeing in Berkeley, and we're seeing it at Temple University, and we're seeing it uh, at, at um, oh, what is it, Gettysburg College just had a big issue in central PA. And people... What Richard just said was so dead on, because if you just describe people without their party, without their name, without their baggage, a lot of what they're doing, you'd you'd say, yeah, you know, I like that. That's that's actually pretty good. And uh, I think the biggest surprise for a lot of people, Richard, and I think a lot of people agree with you on this, is the Gorsuch. That's the biggest. That was my biggest concern. People would, uh, you know, once the hate mail stopped and once they got used to me backing up Trump, they would say, aren't you worried about him putting some liberal on the Supreme Court? And I said, I don't know. Let's see what happens. I, I don't think he's going to do it. I said, I think he's he's walked far enough down this road that he's made commitments about the wall and about illegal immigration and about law enforcement and about the Supreme Court and about uh, health care. And we have the power to hold him accountable. And if he starts to slide, we'll get him out of there in four years but let's at least give him a chance. I remember nine days into President Trump's presidency, Wolf Blitzer saying, well, many people don't know if he's going to do what he says. Dude, it's nine days. Let him unload his U-Haul, okay? He probably hasn't even changed his suit yet. They were grading this guy on a nine-day scale. What do you think? You think it's over for the Trump administration? He's been there nine days. I don't I don't know, Becky. It's going to be a rough two weeks. And here we are. Look at where we are despite the pushback. See, that's what impresses me most about President Trump. I mean, he's getting it from every side. Hollywood can't stand him. The news media mainstream cannot stand him. Academia cannot stand the guy. The Democrats can't stand him. Progressive Republicans can't stand him. And he gets up every day and he rocks it. You see, you got to give somebody some credit for that. I mean, and you know what's sad? There's a there's a teachable moment here. I hate that term, teachable moment, but I'm going to use it. There's a teachable moment to to point to a young man or a young woman in their formative years, educationally in college or something, and say, now look at a guy like Donald J. Trump. And, and maybe you've read his book, Art of the Deal. Look at this guy. I mean, it's a nonstop barrage of misquoting, misquoting and, and just he's pounded. 
but he's there every day. He doesn't go and hide. He doesn't make excuses. He doesn't say, oh, I'm not going to go to the NRA thing because I'm like, really, my feelings have like totally been hurt by like America. He just shows up. I think he's he's a good role model. Not not uh, all the time with his mouth, but as far as his actions, I think so far so good. Buck Sexton with America Now. My name's Ken Matthews filling in for Buck. Let's go to Becky in Ohio. Becky, you're on America Now. Sorry, I had to turn the volume up. No problem. Hello. It was just a little loud for me. But I know I'm probably just like jumping on the bandwagon, but I believe that you're right as far as it's just a, uh, I want to say quote unquote, man that's admitting that he has he has a problem with right now adjusting to the job, mm-hmm. which is good because I mean people do. And it's refreshing to have a man say, okay, uh, it's a little harder than I thought. You know, I didn't even think about that, Becky, from that angle. Thank you so much for calling. Becky just hit on something really big. How many times does a man even say that? How many times does a man say, wow, (laughs) this is kind of hard. I didn't think this was going to slap the crap out of me. But Becky just uh, hit the nail on the head again. Can we play that that, – quote one more time i want people to know what becky was referring to okay because it was this is really this quote from donald trump says so much and it's being edited and played around different news platforms today and people all have a different spin on it and my spin is pretty straightforward i think he's a guy who sat down took a breath after 100 days and said "Whoa, wow what 100 days it's been i didn't think this was going to be happening and it was honest I, i don't think he was negative and I don't think he was uh, – I, I don't think it was false bravado either. And I would be more concerned if it was false bravado, you know? And we did get some of that during 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 the campaign. Here's the, here's the quote. I loved my previous life. I loved my previous life. I had so many things going. I, I, I actually – this is more work than in my previous life. I thought it would be easier. I thought it was more of a – I'm a details-oriented person. I think you would say that. But I do miss my old life. This, I like to work, so that's not a problem. But this is actually more work. Uh, and while I had very little privacy in my old life, because, you know, I've been famous for a long time, uh, I really, this is, this is much less privacy than I've ever seen before. So there it is. I think it was, uh, again, a, another moment of honesty that we've seen with uh, President Trump. And again, I say this to everyone. Whenever you hear a quote of President Donald Trump, are you hearing the entire quote? That's the most important. Are you hearing 17 minutes uh, bookended by Wolf Blitzer and Jake Tapper? Or are you hearing everything that the president said? Buck Sexton with America Now, 844-900-BUCK. My name's Ken Matthews filling in. Back with more of your calls. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Buck Sexton with America Now. My name's Ken Matthews filling in for Buck. Buck is on a black op. Uh, None of us has clearance to know what his location is. Uh, There is a rumor, and this is only a rumor, please. 
he took down the new uh, the missile, the the North Korean missile. We're not sure, but I don't know if this is true or not. But you you, you listen to to Buck. You know he has he has the skill set. So that was part of it. Initially, he was going over there to observe the testing of the North Korean missile, and then uh, apparently someone was impatient, and now there's no missile there. It blew up. So in case you hear that story, don't let your kids worry about, you know, kids are worried about what? Uh, coming after eight years of Obamunism. They're worried about global warming, the nuclear missile, right? And, 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 and grandpa never recycles at the grocery store. So these issues, we need to contain these. There will be no North Korean missile issues this weekend. Thank you, Buck Sexton. 844-900-2825. 844-900-BUCK. Uh, let's grab another call. Tom in North Carolina. Good to see you. Yes, this is Tom. Hi, Tom. In North Carolina. No, one thing I can't hear on any news things now is Hillary talk about Trump and his tax returns, but nobody mentions Hillary Clinton and her foundation. Now, one one I heard the other day that she is giving our uranium to Russia. I think that those are two good points, and I want to address those. Thank you for calling, Tom. Everybody's talking about uh, – I I understood it clearly, didn't you? Everybody's talking about uh, Donald Trump's taxes, and nobody's talking about the Hillary Clinton Foundation. And that 19% of the uranium passed from the Americans in the Midwest, where my brother is out now listening to the Buck Sexton show, by the way. I forget what state he's in. He's out. He's on a black op, too. But the uranium passed from the U.S. to the Russian company that happened to give $130 million to the Clinton Foundation. 19% of it did. It could not have passed without Secretary of State Hillary Clinton changing the regulations while she was Secretary of State. By the way, Bill Clinton also gave a speech for $600,000. So that was a great point, Tom. And, and again, this, the, the national news media drives the narrative. And I, I try to explain this to, especially like on career day, it, it's so frustrating when you, when you go to career day and, and you know what you're dealing with in academia and you have to explain, you have to say, well, here's what happens. There's all the news of the world. And then whatever the news editor believes or thinks or feels, they filter it. And then if there's an election and the news editor in Chicago really likes a particular candidate, they'll just make sure that all the really great stories for that candidate get in the news. And statistically, people agree with the news director there at these certain outlets. So the question is, why isn't Wolf Blitzer overseas right now, live, in a former Soviet satellite talking about uranium and how much of it they get from America. It's not going to happen because Wolf Blitzer is still very upset. I don't know if you saw it. The night of the, uh, the, night of the election, he was in tears, um, and uh, he started drinking white Zinfandel, Wolf Blitzer, and he ended up by the end of the night with Haagen-Dazs ice cream in a bubble bath. Uh, this 
and it has never been the same for Wolf Blitzer on CNN. 844-900-2825. If you want to join the conversation, Buck Sexton with America Now. By the way, still to come, uh, a lot more of your calls, but we have a guest coming up uh, in about 10 minutes, give or take. Republican Congressman Scott Perry of the Freedom Caucus from uh, my stomping ground, Pennsylvania. And I have a report. Women's and gender studies degrees have increased 300 percent since 1990. This is very exciting. And the rumors continue. And I know people were heartbroken that, you know, Hillary wasn't elected and my God, if she was elected, women could vote, they could drive, they could do all kinds of things, they could show up at work and own businesses. But you need to be patient. Eventually, women will be able to vote, and Hillary will make it happen. But we're gonna, I want to talk about some of these women's and gender studies degrees and what the heck you use them for. That is also coming up on American Now. Uh, let's go to Joel in Ohio. Joel, you're on... Buck Sexton with America Now. Yes, uh, I just wanted to bring up the issue of the fake news with uh, Russia having an effect on the election. I know the liberals are trying to play that for everything they can, but I, I don't know how many people remember that Hillary could never fill a room for any venue she ever had. Um, they didn't want to run her uh, interviews in front of any of the news stations because they found that the more she talked, the less people liked her. <laughs> And Trump was running uh, venues like day after day, nonstop. He was the Energizer Bunny, and uh, his uh, all of his venues were full capacity and with people waiting. And well, I don't see how people could not see that and put any credence uh, in Russia having any real effect if there was any involvement at all. And that's another question too, because we do know that the NSA has the ability to make the backtracking on the computer look like it came from another country, and they've admitted that. Oh, yeah, they so can they can mask it. Know. Yep. Right. So we don't even know that that wasn't someone inside the NSA just putting a false footprint on it, you know. But even if it was, the, it was apparent to anybody watching that there was no way she should win if nobody wants to hear her or nobody wants to go see her. Well, Joel, I appreciate the call. You brought up some good points. And one thing I always refer people to, John Podesta was uh, Hillary's campaign manager. There was a lot of, I'm reading the book Shattered now, which is a great book, and and Buck had the uh, author on recently, and I just bought the book. Uh, If you're a really hardcore leftist, don't even get the book. There's no pictures in it. It's small print. It's like 400 pages. You're never going to get through it. They'll take you a whole college education to get through it. But uh, in the book, they talk about Podesta, and no one ever talks about Podesta making $37 million off Russian stock. John Podesta, Hillary Clinton campaign manager, $37 million off Russian stock. To me, that should be in the news. The Freedom Hut rocks online, too. You can hang out with Team Buck anytime. Plus, get Buck's latest news and analysis. Go to BuckSexton.com. That's BuckSexton.com. Are you not entertained? The Buck is back. Buck Sexton. America Now. Ken Matthews filling in for Buck. 844-900-2825. 844-900-2825. If you want to join the conversation. Uh, coming up, we'll talk to Congressman Scott Perry, who should be calling in. We're going to be getting a, an update from him 
in uh, from Central PA. He is a member of the Freedom Caucus. You know, I was also uh, I was wondering if he's going to be calling in the right hour because I'm wondering if he's thinking, well, he'll figure it out because we're heard in different parts of the country. So, like for example, if he were to call in in Los Angeles, it, he'd be calling me at a completely different time. I'd, I'd be I'd be on my uh, my union break then. Buck Sexton with American Now. All right, there's a report about women's and gender studies. Now, there's a, all different degrees out there, okay? We're, we're always concerned about jobs, and to me, that's been the most fascinating evolution because of technology. Uh, some jobs are created. Some jobs are eliminated. We know that President Trump is doing his best to— he's going to try to restructure things and agreements so we get more American jobs here and there and wherever. I'm just trying to figure out because— one of the big degrees right now is gender studies. And I don't know what you do with that. Now, I'm, I'm not being a smart aleck. I'm serious. Now, don't get me wrong. If either one of my sons came home and said, Dad, I want to get like a master's in gender studies, I would slap the crap out of them. I mean, just gently, gently, because I wouldn't want the police because it's 2017 now. But think about that. What, what do you do with that? Where, where do you go with that? Do you go to NASA? You know, because did you see that President Trump, uh, the first month, he had a group of women and one person was there was a woman from NASA and she was talking to Trump about how to get more young women, which is exciting and very cool, involved in NASA technology, uh, the interaction between the other countries, the whole thing. So where does the gender studies degree come in there? And do you put it on your resume? If you were, let's say you marched with women in Washington and you were dressed like a giant sexual organ and you were chanting horrible profanities about Trump and you were getting pictures with Ashley Judd, do you put that on your gender study resume and then do you send that to NASA? Is that, I, I, I don't know much about the air or oxygen or the capsule or reentry, but I can tell you this. I don't like the way that guy's looking at me. I mean, is that, again, I'm, I'm being serious. Is there someone within the sound of my voice that has a gender studies degree that would be willing to call and tell me the value of that? And what is it? What, what is it that happens? In other words, why couldn't it just be people studies? That's something I never understood. Why don't you just have people studies? The, the way men and women react in different situations, socioeconomic, geopolitical, global, racial, whatever. But gender studies to me, now here's what it says. I love these uh, descriptions from the colleges. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to talk my kids out of college. Yep. Go on, government uh, entitlements, buddy. That's why they're there. Just kidding. Explore and question the relationship of race, class, sexuality, ethnicity, and more to encourage students to investigate in the broader field of gender. This is from USA Today. So let me let me figure this out. You show up at the you show up at the union hall at, at 7 a.m. to explore and question the relationship of race, class, sexuality, ethnicity, and more to encourage students to investigate in the broader field of gender. And people wonder why people like me make fun of college. No, don't get me wrong. I'm a C student. I have a bachelor's degree, nothing fancy, but uh, it, I did not study men. I studied no gender in college. 844-900-2825.
We're going to get back to this uh, college degree thing and what would be a valuable college degree. But first, I want to uh, get another guest here on Buck Sexton with America Now. Republican Congressman Scott Perry. Congressman, welcome. Yes, sir. Hey, Ken, how are you? Thanks for having me on. I am feeling great. I'm feeling good all under. I got to tell you, the Freedom Hut is huge. It's bigger. The freedom Hut. It's big. Yeah, I like the Freedom Hut. Yeah, it's really neat. It's uh, it's leaky because it's made of bamboo, but it's uh, right. it's a big Freedom Hut. So, do you feel better, Congressman? Because you were upset the last time we spoke about the uh, the way things were going with Obamacare and the border in the budget. Where are we now? Well, we are. We just passed a, a one week extension for. The, uh, funding the federal government so that they, so to speak, can work out their differences. And I guess that is the uh, committees of jurisdiction and the House and the Senate, right? So we just did that. Uh, I will tell you, I'm not thrilled about that because I don't know that things are going to get better. And, and and the bigger news is is that if you're not one of the people negotiating, you have no idea what the differences are. Like, I, ha- I have no idea what they're arguing over, so to speak, and that concerns me. But we so did that. For, for people tuning in, uh, Congressman Scott Perry's in the 15th in Central PA. He's a member of the Freedom Caucus. Can you share with uh, Buck Sexton's listeners some of the other people on the Freedom Caucus so they kind of know sure. uh, the, the, the realm you're in here? We got a great group of, uh, of people in the Freedom Caucus. Uh, right now, it's chaired by uh, Mark Meadows of North Carolina. Jim Jordan is a former chairman from Ohio. Guys like uh, Jody Heiser in there and Morgan Griffith from uh, Virginia. And yeah, we just got a whole bunch of uh, – I, I, sometimes I wonder if I should say their names because maybe it gets them in trouble. Look, people in the Freedom Caucus aren't the most well-beloved people in Washington, D.C. Now, they're loved in their districts, mm-hmm. but – you know, um, Washington, D.C. is all about being on the team, even sometimes if the team's, you know, heading down the wrong, heading the wrong way on the field. And that's unfortunate, but just happens to, that way sometimes. Well, and I happen to think I, the Freedom Caucus is the most representative of where the founding fathers would want the role of the representatives to be. That That's how I always look at the Freedom Caucus, that you you guys and women are you are gravitating closer to the Constitution and and uh, more than most. Well, I, I would agree with you, and I would also say this: as a as a member of Congress, the Freedom Caucus is the most deliberative body in Congress. We, you know, oftentimes when you go to a conference meeting, people are talking about, you know, so and so said this, or I had my feelings hurt because of that, and I wish we would do it this way. And somebody's coming after me because they voted that way. We don't talk about any of that stuff in the Freedom Caucus. We talk about the bills and the policy. And and how to be you know, what, what the issues are of the day and what they should be and spending and we have you know deliberative conversations and friendly disagreement uh, with each other about the things that are important because that's what we're really supposed to be doing there and and believe it or not our caucuses are usually uh, you know as a whole body only about an hour long um, and then you know not the, not the freedom caucus but the general caucus. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking about dealing with the issues of the country, whether it's health care, whether it's North Korea or whether it's the budget. Can you figure all that out in an hour, Ken? Because I'll tell you, it's tough. And, exactly. Uh, and the other thing is you, you don't spend a lot of time on uh, career assessment, career advancement, uh, lobbying interviews and what have you. And, yeah, we, we, don't, that's right. and we don't spend any of our time on those things. But 
But there are folks in D.C. that do that, um, but we don't. We are, you know, most of us, when people say, well, if you, you know, in Washington, D.C., they say this, if you do that or you do the other thing, you could lose your seat. Well, if that's the way it goes, that's the way it goes. We have to do what we said we were going to do. We that's were talking earlier uh, this evening, we were talking about this on on the show about there is a there are so many different factions and groups that President Trump has to push past uh and and it's rare that this happens in other words when you when you look at everything from the media to academia to to hollywood to the democrats and now you come into his own party and right. and you've got the freedom caucus and the tuesday group and the sunday afternoon group and the saturday matinee group and the is there a Wednesday group yet? I'm not sure. No, I don't think there is a Wednesday group. Uh, but there are a couple different uh, factions, so to speak, and we're all Republicans, and we all enjoy each other's company. But here's the thing, Ken. This should be pretty simple, and it's not the president's job. This is why we have a leadership. This is why we have in, uh, you know, our leadership in Congress, which is a separate body of the legislature from the executive branch, and it is it should be up to our leadership to figure this stuff out and 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 do what the people of America want. And, you know, it shouldn't be a newsflash to them that Donald Trump won the presidency. He won the presidency based on repealing Obamacare, giving the the country tax cuts, and securing the border with a wall. And right now, unfortunately, look, we expect the other party to be against that. Even, you know, it'd be nice if they were just a loyal opposition, but it seems mm-hmm. like it's just the opposition. But But our party ought to say, well, Here's the guy that won our party's nomination and then won the presidency. It seems like this is what the American people want. Why don't yeah. we for that? He's got the wind at his back, certainly from the from the uh, party's base. So do you think that the current state of the wall now, which means it, it's not in this continuing resolution? or It is. As I understand it, that was one of the, the sticking points. You know, the, oh, uh, man. Leader wow. of, or the, the minority leader of the Senate said, you know, we're not going to vote for any funding that has a wall in it. Well, uh, OK, that, you know, I guess maybe you're not. But um, then here's the thing. The president wants this. The American people want this. The only thing that's keeping that up is this 51 or correction, this 60 vote rule, this filibuster rule that they have bastardized in the Senate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, Harry Reid said he would change it if he were still there, if he were in the majority. And so my point is it's just a matter of time until the Democrats are in the majority and they're going to change it. Why would we not pass good policy? Why would we hold up what the American people have demanded in the last election uh, for the sake of decorum and some kind of uh, you know these rules that are just institutional rules in the sense they're not in the Constitution or anything like that? But essentially the Senate is, in my opinion, a non-functioning body, generally speaking, because they can't pass anything because they won't deliberate anything because they have these filibuster rules. And then this issue, you know, look, we have our own problems in the House of Representatives, but let's assume we could pass border uh, funding that the American people and the president wants. Um, If we did do it, it would be held up in the Senate right now just because of their rules. That shouldn't be the case. We have the majority in the Senate, and we should lead like we have the majority in the Senate. Would a a smart thing for – uh, engaged voters and listeners like listening to Buck Sexton show now would would the good thing for them to do would be to call their congressman and say look uh 
the the wall didn't get in this latest round, but we want to see it up on the board in May or we want to see it in June. I mean, can we keep the momentum going on this or is the wall just going to fall by the wayside? I, I don't see how it can, Ken. And I think that the people listening to the Buck Sexton show should call their member of Congress and say or meet them at a town hall meeting or however you get to your member of Congress and say, do you support securing the border, including funding for a border wall where necessary? And if that congressman says him hauls around or says, well, you know, I don't or whatever, then, you know, and uh, and and then you can vote accordingly from that point and tell your neighbors accordingly. Um, we I, I think, Ken, that that the American people have spoken loud and clear that they are tired of both the Republican Party and the Democrat Party mm-hmm. uh, spending years and years and years talking about sovereignty for our country and having a border, but when given the opportunity, doing nothing about it. They don't want just more more border patrol agents, which we do need some more border patrol agents, in my opinion. But we also know that the next liberal that runs for the presidency and somehow wins is just going to get rid of them. That's why they want a structure there, because no, even a liberal is not going to tear down a wall, right? They they might not agree with it, but they're Mm. not going to remove it. The American people don't want this back and forth thing on the border. They want their border secured regardless of which party is in power, and they're tired of politicians that refuse to support that. All great points. Uh, Congressman, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Uh, I'll probably catch you next week somewhere, someplace. And in, in the meantime, have a great weekend. Congressman Scott well, Perry. I, I hope so. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. And uh, tell Buck I said hello when you see We him. will certainly do it. Congressman Scott Perry of the Freedom Caucus. Uh, Republican Congressman, 15th District from Pennsylvania, but he brings up some great points. Uh, The GOP is getting antsy, uh, and you need to call your representatives and tell them to get on this wall thing because we don't want this to continue forever. Buck Sexton with America Now. I'm Ken Matthews filling in for Buck. More of your calls coming up. Thanks for joining us tonight. Buck Sexton with America Now. My name's Ken Matthews filling in for Buck. Uh, I have a correction to make with Congressman Scott Perry. It's not the 15th district. It's the 4th Congressional District. And I said the 15th district because years ago I was involved in a race in that district. And I don't know why it jumped into my head, but I didn't want to I didn't want to tarnish anyone with the wrong district. So Congressman Scott uh, Perry, you can look him up, Google him. You'll find that he's probably on the Freedom Caucus with some of the Freedom Caucus pals that you have around the country. Those are the people you need to reach out to. You need to reach out to those people, the the, the Trey Gowdies, reach out to them and say, hey, uh, there's too many Republicans slowing down Trump's momentum, and, and we need to do something about it. 844-900-2825, 844-900-2825, or 844-900-BUCK, which is very cool to have Buck Sexton in the number, Buck. And again, I'm, I'm very grateful Buck's uh, allowing me to be in the Freedom Hut tonight. It's actually perfect. The temperature in here is perfect. It's uh, climate controlled. I want to go back briefly to this gender studies thing. And you may have thought I was making fun of it. I was, in case you had any doubt. Because you're thinking, is he making fun of my degree? You're darn right I am. What's wrong with you? You're going to waste four years? You're going to waste a hundred and something thousand dollars to explore the relationship of class, sexuality, ethnicity, and more to encourage students to investigate the broader field of gender. But how can they make a living? That's the question. 
I mean, I think it's great that they can all sit around uh, and get checks from the government or work at a job they hate and talk about this. But don't you want them to learn something in school that will make them valuable to the private sector? Seriously. And there's a whole bunch of different studies out there, and there's nothing wrong with these studies, gender studies, cultural studies, black studies, all these different studies. And then you get a master's degree in that. So you say, I have I have a degree in gender studies. I have a degree in cultural whatever studies. Now, if you're teaching it, it's great. But what if what if you have to, oh, uh, change a tire or iron a shirt? Yeah, you see? Coming up, I have a uh, – we're going to go back to the phones, but coming up, I have a survey. And, and I just want you to know, I picked England because I'm talking to America tonight. And I didn't want to tick anybody off further. Uh, it's a list of who can do what among millennials in England. You know, things like boil an egg or change a tire. And you'll be shocked and ashamed if you're from England. But not if you're from America. But we can't let ourselves get to that point. We cannot get to the point where, have you ever seen a guy with an awesome car? Just a great car. I mean, you stop and you go, oh, my God, that's great. What do you got under the hood? I don't know. Doesn't that bother you? That bothers me because I'm a car guy. I grew up in that era. I was driving in the late 70s. My first car was a 69 Pontiac GTO. I said that just for my brother who's listening somewhere tonight in America on the Buck Sexton Show with America Now, a 69 Pontiac GTO judge. And you know what I did with it? I took it off a cliff and totaled it. It was not a little fender bender. Oh, no. It was uh, quite a crash. But it was a great car, and I knew every square inch of it. But I think we're getting a generation of people that, you know, they can't iron their shirt. They can't change their oil. It's crazy. 844-900-2825 is the number. I'm Ken Matthews in for Buck Sexton with America Now. Back with your calls coming up. Welcome back to the Freedom Hut on an island of liberty where you're the party and it's full of fellow patriots. Buck Sexton kicks it off. Thanks so much for joining the conversation tonight. Buck Sexton with America Now. My name's Ken Matthews and the number is 844-900-2825. Is our our guest here? Oh, she is. Excellent. Uh, Laura Wilkerson, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Laura, for people just tuning in, is an angel mom who started the organization Enforce the Law, and it advocates for enforcing America's immigration laws, defunding sanctuary cities, and securing the border. Um, Laura, this is such an overwhelming challenge, and it, it, it ebbs and flows from day to day. Can you give us an update of where we are and what brought you to this point? Um, what brought me to this point was that my youngest son, Joshua, was brutally tortured, uh, beaten, strangled, and murdered, and then his body was set on fire. And this uh, happened to him by an illegal uh, alien who was brought here when he was 10, so he was a dreamer. Um, he did get caught, and the guy is in prison, will serve 30 years before he comes up for So that's what brought me, uh, got me started in immigration. I'll tell you where we've gotten so far is this week I was invited to the White House with General Kelly to uh, roll out the VOICE program, which is the Victims 
Uh, it'll be a call-in line for victims' families like myself so we can find out details that we don't know and that, that um, the general local and state cannot give to us. So it'll be a place we can call in and get some help, and they will send us places that already have resources in place and uh, just some general help for families of these victims. You know, we didn't know our name when this happened to us, and we were traumatized mm. for, for so long. And, you know, you want to know what's an ICE detainer and, you know, who puts it on and when does it fall off? You know, mm-hmm. Joshua's killer had an ICE detainer on him, but it fought, fell off before trial. He could have bonded out at that point. Wow. So these are things that families need to know without being able to My heart is so heavy hearing hearing your story as a parent. And the immigration issue, the illegal immigration, has been abused for so long. It's become so complicated why, why do you think it's so difficult for the national news media to call attention to some of the, the atrocities and things that are, that are going on even now, even today, there'll be more? It just doesn't seem to bubble up in the news. No, the, the mainstream news media won't report it at all. And it's because, you know, they want cheap labor. It's large companies wanting cheap labor and Democrats wanting votes. I mean, that's what it applies to. You can vote, and uh, you know California's giving them away like you know nothing. You can get a driver's license that you know doesn't doesn't matter much anymore. You can yeah, get last, really easy. Last year uh, in California, they gave more driver's license to illegal uh, nationals, foreign nationals, than uh, Californians. Right, and I would assume that uh, so many of those can't even you know read or write English, so I'm not sure how they can drive. So the voice program, that seems like, uh, I mean, I'm enthusiastic about that. I think that's going to be a, a great step in the right direction. Yes, it's a great start. You know, we hope one day to have it fully funded so that it will, um, it can take care of some burial expenses and emergency things that people need. Like, you know, in my situation, you you know, you've got a, a child and, um, you know, it's, it's ten or $12,000 just to bury him. That's just the beginning of it. You know, mm. you're off work for a while. And so there's so many things that we need questions answered and this will be a, fa- a place to start where we can get it so we hope that it'll move um you know be fully funded and 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 do more than it is in the beginning now uh besides uh homeland secretary kelly have have other people are you are you sensing that people are being more receptive to you at all levels of government now that the trump administration is in play Definitely at levels of government, but you still have the other side that doesn't want to even admit it happens. You know, if it happens in a group like the shooting in Florida or nightclub, they call it a terrorist. You know, this was my family's 911 terror. You know, I mean, it was my 911 um, by a foreign invader. Mm. It singly, and so they don't want to recognize it. But, you know, there's there's so much things for, you know, there's so much uh, pockets of things to help those people when it's a group or something like that that, you know, it's time for them to recognize this happens every day, more than one time a day, and people need help. Americans got to have to come first in, you know, in our country. <laughs> and so what is the what is advice that you give to to people listening now that uh, don't know a lot of about this issue? Maybe they don't live in a border state or uh, they haven't experienced some of this horror that's going on. Uh where do they learn more, and what advice do you give them? Because I think it's got to be all hands on deck for something like this because it's so widespread. Right, yes. I would just tell them to, uh, you know, look online at thevoice.gov and, and, and see about this program and see where they can get help. But, you know, anybody that hadn't heard about it now, 
uh, is kind of surprising because Mr. Trump did bring it to the uh, you know to the forefront, and mm-hmm. so you know they may not be involved, but they've heard about it. At least I mean that that's a huge step for families. And next, we have to build that wall. You know, we elected him and build that wall, and that's what we need to do. There's I was I was going to ask you about that. Are you confident that uh, despite what happened today with the budget and uh, all the all the games in Washington that were played today, are you confident that we'll get that wall back on track in the spring? I am. I, I don't think it's something that Mr. Trump will let uh, let die. You know, I know that he may have to and may have to change the way of doing what he needs to do, and that's okay. But, yeah, I don't think he's going to forget this at any point. You know, I believe that we can we can do it, and every one of us has to reach out there and help him do it, you know, instead of tell him that's something we want. And that's uh, yeah. thevoice.gov, right? I believe so, yes. Thevoice.gov. Gov. Well, Laura, thank you so much for, for taking time to call into the Buck Sexton Show tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Be well, Godspeed, and and good luck with what you're doing. It's it's fantastic what you're doing, and—, and uh, it's amazing. We need to really uh, take a look at this and, and look further at this problem. This is something that I think people forgot. A year ago, there were less than 300 sanctuary cities. And as of today, there's over 500. And <clears throat> my, my confusion is, and I, I had this co- uh, conversation last week with a mayor to remain nameless because he didn't he, that mayor didn't choose to be on this show, so I'm not going to put his name on this show. Uh, on Buck Sexton with America Now, but I had a conversation last week with a with another mayor who's leaning toward a sanctuary city, and I said, why? why? Why would you put your own citizens in jeopardy with a sanctuary city? I mean, don't don't you have a responsibility? I think we need to approach the sanctuary city thing a little differently. Maybe we need to hit it from an angle... Uh, it, the, the mayor is responsible for the safety of, of the city. You know, um, when I'm in Philadelphia, uh, I always discuss there that in Philadelphia, I think the issue should be just like Donald Trump says America first. I think it should be Philadelphians first and Chicago first and Orlando first and Los Angeles first and New York first. And I think what's happening, exactly what uh, Laura said, this mom of this victim of an illegal, people are putting the priorities, their number one priority, and that's keeping citizens safe. They That gets moved to the back because they see a, a, a faster track to getting votes. And it when you look at it that way, it, it it's almost disgusting when you look at it that way. When you when when you know there are politicians, and, and they'll remain nameless right now. But you know there are politicians in border states that are playing this ridiculous game, this, this game of patty cake and this, this ridiculous game about some illegal people can come in, some illegal people can't, and maybe we'll build a wall, maybe we won't, all to secure their own political future. I mean, that's we, – we really need to – I think it's the least we can do if people like Laura Wilkinson can keep – uh, on on the trail and keep pursuing uh, President Trump. And that's one thing he's done remarkable work with, not just the illegal immigration issue, but the victims in America because of this illegality. 844-900-2825, 844-900-BUCK, Buck Sexton with America Now. I'm Ken Matthews. Looking forward to more of your calls coming up. 
It's Buck Sexton with America Now. My name's Ken Matthews in for Buck, who's on a black op. I wish I could tell you. I can't. There is a rumor circulating. It had something to do with the uh, North Korean missile being destroyed, and I, and I hope that's the case because that is a cool story to tell. 844-900-BUCK. 844-900-2825. Let's take some phone calls. It's such a pleasure to be filling in here with Amy and Sarah and, and Dramos, and it just, it's a blast to be in the Freedom Hut, and I'm, I'm very grateful to Buck for the opportunity. Uh, let's go to West Virginia, Tom. Tom, thanks for calling Buck Sexton, America Now. Yes, hi, Ken. Um, I have to say, for the past hour that I've been listening to you, I'm really enjoying your program. You're doing a great job filling in for Buck. Thank you, sir. Is, it, is this my brother? Uh, no, it's not my brother. Okay. <laughs> no, I thought I thought maybe I it was my brother. Okay. No, I, I think the last time I called in with the show was about three years ago. Cool. Um, but anyway, I, yeah, I, I did want to say that, um, and I'd like to segue on a, on a few other of your guests, if I might, before I make the comment that I sure. told the call screener. Um, your your guest uh, Scott Perry uh, from District Four, by the way. Yes. I, I think uh, he he's. He's certainly qualified to run for Senate because this guy is uh, from the Freedom Caucus, is a very, very high-level thinker. And um, he has inspired me in, in some of the comments that he said to call my particular uh, re representative here in West Virginia, whom I've had the pleasure, uh, unbelievably, to meet for uh, through a state senator here who was a friend of his for lunch one time a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. where I was able to say to him – uh, you know, your job really is to protect our country right now, kind of keep on the back burner the interests of the people you represent. Our country is in such danger that that's what you need to really uh, focus on. It may cost you your job, but that's where you need to go. It went in under one ear and out the other, uh, but I think I was so pleased to hear Scott Perry say that very thing. He, I'm, uh, he will be yeah. thrilled that you are uh, enthused by what he had to say. Oh, yes. On my agenda tomorrow, I have a call in to David McKinley's office to bring to bear everything that I've just heard tonight by the uh, Freedom Caucus uh, representative in, in Scott Perry and ask him uh, what his opinion is of the Freedom Caucus and why doesn't he belong to it if he doesn't, which I don't think he does. Um, anyway, the other issue I wanted to uh, make was that um, Scott Perry and also your last caller, Laura, talked about the wall. Um, and I know in recent news broadcasts, it's kind of been um, diminished somewhat in terms of its physicality because of the way they're handling the finances of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I happen to agree with Scott Perry and Laura that the physical wall is needed and it is important just for the purposes that they expressed. In other words, Trump is not going to be in office forever. You don't know what this next office is going to bring in terms of its politics. Mm -hmm. but we do need to secure our borders, and that is the way to do it. Whether it's a complete wall or whether it's a wall that's thought through and it has certain you know, physical parameters for so many miles and uh, other elements, you know, that needs to be worked through. Okay, I understand that. But um, that definitely, there definitely needs to be a wall given where we are today in politics. So I would agree. I, I just wanted to add that. And by, yeah, and by the way, the, the point of my call to your call, uh, call screener was this, and then I'll get off the air. Uh, Trump, I believe, is the only president for our day 
Um, I used to be involved oh, somewhat years ago, a couple years ago, with some politics here in West Virginia, and I happened to rub shoulders with some of the people in Ohio politics across the river. Um, these were people who at the time, during the Republican primary, were actually um, on a very, very strong program to engender uh, delegates uh, for Trump. And I remember sitting at one of the meetings there and actually making the statement that are you kidding me, Donald Trump? <laughs> you know, I was a supporter. But let me tell you, and I'm not one to admit this easily, I have absolutely turned 180 degrees. Trump is the only man for our time. People have called him a populist. People have called him not really a true conservative Republican and not a constitutionalist and all that. I think Trump loves our country. I think he knows about the Constitution, but he knows where we are today as a nation. And I believe he is the man that needs to be supported by the people who put him in office. And they need to really get off their duffs and do whatever they can to not only think that, that their vote to get him in office was enough. They need to call their representatives and their congressmen and senators to make sure that they're on, on board with this man because I believe he's going in the right direction. I will be the first to holler if I think he, he, he changes direction. But at this point, from being a, a very big skeptic in the beginning, I'm mm. all for the man today. Well, Tom, I know that you, uh, you made a lot of people's uh, day today with a, a great call. Thank you for calling. Uh, I appreciate it. WLTP, Tom. In West Virginia, you covered a lot of ground and you are not alone in calling uh, and sharing not only on Buck Sexton with America now, but elsewhere. A lot of people are just and, and you know what? They're comfortable with it saying, you know, I, I wasn't really a Trump guy, but I think he's doing a pretty good job. I wasn't a Trump guy. Uh, he's he's getting it done. And I think that's because the way Trump makes you feel. I don't think Trump, if you support Trump, he just, he supports you, if that makes sense. I mean, Trump loves his voters. He loves his supporters. People can argue, oh, he just likes a crowd. But let me give you an example. Tomorrow, he's going to be in my neck of the woods. By the way, my name's Ken. I'm filling in for Buck Sexton tonight. And I'm from central Pennsylvania. And I said a year ago that um, Pennsylvania is not only a swing state, it will be the swing state. And there were people that laughed. But I knew just from hearing what was on the street that Pensy, Ohio, and others would go for Trump. Trump, 100 days tomorrow, he's been president. Where is he going to be? He's going to be in Harrisburg, the center of Pennsylvania, at the farm show complex, talking to a group of Pennsylvanians. Where... Could he have been? He could have been at the Washington, D.C. Correspondents' Dinner. Now, if that doesn't send a message to every dingbat in the Washington press corps, where's the president? Uh, I think he's um, he's near the cow area there at the farm show. So President Donald J. Trump would rather be with a bunch of Pennsylvania voters in a complex that houses livestock than hanging out and getting roasted by dingbats in the national press. The other thing is, too, and you have to look at this from afar, he gets roasted every day. Saturday Night Live, Comedy Central, Hollywood, The View, every day 
he gets roasted. Why would he want to show up in a tuxedo and get roasted? He's the leader of the free world. He does. He never has to go to that again. But the fact that he's going to a state that was blue, flipped to red, that he's helping the governor bring back industry, I think that speaks volumes. Plus, it's a Saturday night. Who the heck wants to be out on a Saturday night working? And that's basically working. I mean, he's, he's going to be working until he leaves. By the way, if you're heading over that way, it's uh, doors open at 730 and no, doors open at 4.30, and he'll be there at 7.30. I'm sure someone will be broadcasting it. 844-900-2825. 844-900-2825. Buck Sexton with America Now. My name's Ken Matthews. Let's grab another call. Uh, Melissa, what's going on in West Virginia? There is there an uprising? Melissa in West Virginia. <laughs> you're on Buck Sexton with America Now. No uprising. We're just deeper thinkers than people imagine. For yes, that. there's the accent I wanted. I love that accent. I actually made myself a punch list so that I would not forget what I wanted to talk to. Uh-oh. Oh, um, is I someone in trouble? It, it's, uh, is somebody yeah. in trouble? Well, somebody is, but it's not me or you. Okay. Um, so first things first, the Awan brothers, the Pakistani tech guys who are working for Democrats throughout Congress. Uh, a couple of them were on intelligence committees. Uh, the Democrats were. Uh, these guys got arrested for some nefarious actions, and hmm. we never heard another word about it. So that's punch list one. Number two, conspiracy theory. Carter Page, he entered late into the campaign with Trump. Mm-hmm. It's possible that Democrats somewhat provided him as an excuse to watch the Trump campaign. Mm. Uh, Last but certainly not least, we certainly can't forget this. Why don't we treat families of 100% disabled veterans as well as we do welfare and refugees and provide them with medical, dental, and vision coverage? Melissa, that's a great punch list. I have a hard break. He spreads freedom because freedom's not going to spread itself. Buck Sexton is back. The number is 844-900-2825, 844-900-BUCK, Buck Sexton with America Now. My name's Ken Matthews. A pleasure to be filling in for Buck, who, again, is on a black op. Can't tell you where he is. Sorry. So it's code code 7. Uh, let's grab another phone call. Abdullah in North Carolina calling in on WPTI. Welcome to Buck Sexton with America Now. Hey, Ken. Thank you, sir, for taking my call. Thank you. Um, First thing I want to say, I, I'm a convert Republican. Uh, I was a Democrat before, okay? And then I figured out that was the wrong platform. Mm-hmm. And I became a Republican, and I was on Trump train at the very beginning. Uh, I just want to uh, have one point. I'm agreed with the Tom, the previous caller. Now, I think we have a lifetime opportunity because we have a leader in the House who has a backbone, and who is not afraid of anybody, and who is not puppet in the lobbyist's hands. And if he failed to succeed, and I believe it's the, only the Republicans who are going to do that, because we are, we are doing everything. Democrats are together even on the fake issues, 
but we are not, even in the genuine issues. I don't know why. That is such a good point about the Democrats. They'll rally. They'll rally around a ham sandwich, and and we, exactly. And we can't, you know, we can't get folks on the right, the GOP in particular, to at least be zeroed in on the wall or zeroed in on uh, repeal and replace. Everything, everything. We have all genuine issues, and and you know everything is. We need to do everything to protect our country, but. I don't know what we are doing, what our representatives are doing. Stop, you know, in, instead of, you know, powering his hand, we are making every, every possible effort, even if it's a John McCain, even if it's a John Kasich. I don't know what those guys are <laughs> thinking about it. Just hearing their names makes me laugh, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's John and John and Kasich and- I I can I can hear more sound while while he's eating. <laughs> well, <laughs> what do you, let me ask you this, Abdullah? Do you think we can vote some of the the more moderate or uh, the dead weight of the GOP? You think we can vote some of these people out in the 2018 midterms? You think there'll be enough leftover Trump momentum to do that? Uh, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, but the, the way the Democrats are acting and all the media, you know, behaving, I feel like it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard because they're they're trying to turn every stone to you know to bash Donald Trump and you know everything. Yeah, it is a it, it is a collective effort. Thank you for calling, Abdullah. I appreciate it. Uh, Abdullah hit on something. He hit on a lot of great points, but the thing that you said about. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and here's why. Because it'll probably be the only time in the history of this country since the founding of the country where we had have someone in the Oval Office that was not part of a political machine or party. It's probably the only time ever. And when you think about it, when you look at it that way, when you— so, so you say what you want about Donald Trump, and you can say uh, his mannerisms and this, that, and the other thing, and he's a billionaire and blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is here's a guy who he, he truly wants to improve things, and he's not coming from the Democrat Party. He's not really coming from the Republican Party because he's only been in public office 100 days as of tomorrow. That is a... Wonderful opportunity, but what our caller just said is absolutely correct. the The GOP, they'll shoot themselves in a foot in the foot, and that that is so um, sad. You know, when you think about it, because they could do so much if if they wanted to, if they unified around the president. 844-900-2825. My name's Ken Matthews. Filling in for Buck Sexton with America Now. 20 minutes before the hour. Thank you so much for your great calls and emails tonight. I wanted to get to this survey, and, and maybe it'll make you feel better if you're a parent. And uh, <clears throat> if you're wondering about what the heck is your kid doing, he's 19, he's trying to find himself, he won't come out of the basement, he's, he's left... Uh, Call of Duty, and now he's on some weird, even he's on a weird space game. I don't even mind some of the uh, the combat games. And and as a, as a parent, I have 12 and 15, and I remember 
the process my wife and I went through with some of these combat games. Now, as someone who is uh, familiar with weapons, a gun instructor, and was raised with weapons, very safe. My kids are, are safe, and they know safety with weapons. And I don't really have a problem with the game because it's so hard to control it now. It's everywhere. It's on all the different platforms, the different games. I don't really have a problem with the game as long as the bad guy is getting shot. Because if somebody asked me that, what, what if your kids are playing a violent game? Well, it, it's going to be hard not to. They can play it on their phone. They can play. They're, they're going to be exposed to violence. So it's my, my challenge, my job as the parent, to set the foundation internally so they can deflect the violence. And when they see something just horrific, totally wrong, they immediately know that's wrong. That's bad. But there are some things out there like certain games where, I mean, the virtual reality level is beyond anything I've ever seen. Now, don't I'm not don't don't get me wrong. I'm not going to admit that I play the games because I don't. I but I do watch them play and I watch them play for a couple of reasons because it's a chance to bond with them. And it's it's a chance for me to see the game and and what's going on in the game. And when I think about that. And I'm going to get back to your to your son playing the games in a minute. I'm going back to my kids on the game. As long as the bad guys are getting it, I don't have a problem if they're getting shot. But there are games out there that, to me, are disturbing when it's just random killing, random destruction, violence. And do you know what I mean? And I know there's a fine line. And I know some people will say, well, you're just uh, you're just splitting hairs. But I do think there's a difference between you show up in the village and you kill all the terrorists versus you do something horrible at the mall or you do something horrible someplace else. So what I've tried to do is keep the the horrible random stuff out of the house in game form. So we have a huge collection now of every military configuration you can imagine. Every SWAT unit, uh, tactical, whatever. And I've, I'm all thumbs literally i can't that's the funniest thing have you ever tried to do that have you ever tried to play the game you, you're say you're pretty good with a handgun or a long rifle or, or you can actually shoot the gun that's being used in the game but then when you grab the controller it's like you're clueless anyway so your kids down there playing games and you're wondering how does he compare to some of the young men in the uk so i got this study <clears throat> and I want to show this to you because this is kind of where we're headed. And, and I'm, I'm picking on the U.K., and I often pick on France because of their, their politics and everything else. And this, this should be an omen for you. We, we don't want to go the way of the U.K., and we don't want to go the way of France. There's a lot of great things in the U.K. and in France and in Europe, for that matter. Historically as well. But we don't want to go that way because their politics, their law enforcement structure. Well, I stand corrected on the law enforcement structure. That has gotten better and better, unfortunately, because of terrorism. But they are very good at that. But their economic and socioeconomic structures have not been conducive for the success of most of their population. I don't know why people in colleges and universities don't understand that. 
that they, they look at socialism versus capitalism, you know, France versus America, what's going on in Venezuela, uh, uh, what's going on in uh, Germany now, what's going on in England now, why England wanted to leave the EU. And I'm thrilled they did, by the way. I, I've never been a fan of the EU. They should have never, there, shouldn't, there shouldn't have been a euro, but that's for another show, another day. So they did a study, and here's some <laughs> percentages of British millennials who feel confident doing the following task. Changing a flat tire, 37% feel confident. Only 37%. Putting up wallpaper, 39%. Putting up a shelf, 47%. Checking the oil levels in a car, 53% of millennials in the UK feel confident checking the oil in the car. As I go through this list, like wiring a plug, 57%. Changing a baby's nappy, which is a diaper, uh, 57%. It kind of worries me that that more people can change a diaper than change a tire in Britain. That kind of concerns me. But I think this should worry us. We should think to ourselves, all right, we have... And there's everything in here like boiling an egg and cooking and light bulbs and sewing, all the stuff that your grandmother or maybe your mom or maybe even you grew up doing that entire generations cannot do. They can't sew a button. They can't iron. They cannot uh, change a tire. This is a real problem. This is why I was talking earlier in the show about gender studies. Instead of taking gender studies, why don't you just take a few months, put up a shelf, change some oil. Learn how to change a tire. Make yourself useful, as my parents used to say. Make yourself useful. 844-900-2825. My name's Ken Matthews sitting in for Buck Sexton with America Now. More of your calls. Buck Sexton with America Now. My name's Ken Matthews filling in for Buck. Where does the time go? 844-900-2825. Thank you for the wonderful calls and comments tonight, by the way. As we wind things down, I'm trying to find something in my notes. I definitely wanted to share this with you because there's a lot of buzz on it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I know we have parents, a lot of grandparents and parents. And it's called 13 Reasons Why. And it's on Netflix. And uh, I've seen the whole thing at least once. And I've seen all the backstories. And what 13 Reasons Why is... It, I had no idea what to expect when I started to to watch it. I watched it initially for research. This was a, a week or two ago. I was just going to watch one episode because I have a 12 and a 15-year-old, my 15, soon to be 16. And, you know, there's so many things going on now in, in, uh, in schools <clears throat> with social media and safe space and, and cyberbullying. And uh, going to uh, high school in the 70s, I grew up that – you know, if the, the way to take care of a bully is uh, knock their teeth out. I'm not saying that's correct, but if you grew up in the 70s and the 60s, maybe left over in the 80s, you know what I'm talking about. But it's a different world now. And what I think happened is the pendulum went so far in the other direction where everything became so oversensified and ridiculous. You know, when we went through that period of, um, you know, you can't, eat a Pop-Tart in the shape of a gun, that's our zero-tolerance gun policy, or Timmy is out playing Cowboys and Indians, he's seven or eight years old, and he's running around the schoolyard with his finger shaped as a gun, and the teacher's freaking out, you can't do that. 
we got so hyper overreactive and ridiculous that we missed actual issues and signs. So I started watching 13 Reasons Why, and basically it's a 15-year-old girl, and she goes through a series of things. I don't want to ruin it for you, but I would encourage you, if you are a parent of a teenager, just because of the not only the content, but there there's just a lot of interesting things in the way it's done. It's done, uh, it's very tragic, it's graphic, but it's beautifully done. And it's executive produced by Selena Gomez. It's a 15-year-old. She takes her life at the very beginning of the series. It's 13 series, 13 episodes, 13 cassette tapes. She gets some old cassette tapes from her parents' drugstore, and she borrows a cassette an old cassette deck from a friend, the kind, ironically, that you would use in the 70s, the little push-button cassette tape, which you don't even need anymore. You could do it on your phone. And she goes through 13 reasons why she took her own life. And what is fascinating about each one of these reasons, my reaction uh, was so, it was such a roller coaster reaction as I watched this. Sometimes I, I couldn't understand it. Sometimes I could. But... The most important thing, if you decide to go down this road and watch this with your older children or without, make sure you watch it in order. Because what's going to happen is you watch it in order, everything builds on the prior episode. So it starts out, and you may have one of those moments like I did. I sounded like my dad. I said, what are you kidding me? Come on now, suck it up. And then... But then you realize that's just part of something that's going on. And when you look at all the politics involved and political correctness involved, there's so many issues involved in the miniseries, 13 Reasons Why. It deals with suicide. It deals with parenting. It deals with high school, peer pressure, social media. I would say that. Uh, I, I call it a film, but it, it's a series. It covered so many of the issues of our time that did not even exist 35, 40 years ago. This is why I was glued to it. I, I ended up binge-watching it, and I, I'm better for it. I'm glad I did. The only reason I'm not telling you all the details because I don't want to ruin it for you. But if you have a chance, it's on Netflix. Again, it's beautifully done. Uh, don't watch it out of order, and if you decide to watch it with your, I would say, I don't know if I'd go under 15, but your your kids might be more mature than mine are, but I would, I would stay at least 15 because there's heavy stuff in there. But that's what high school is. But somehow they were able to contain all the issues, and they did it realistically. It wasn't like some cheesy 90210 thing. And I was... I mean, it took me a day just to, like, process it. And I found myself looking at my kids a little different and realizing what, I mean, what a uh, culture high school has become because of social media. The, the, it's, I had no, I mean, I did, but I didn't. I had no idea. The social media has changed the entire landscape of not only our lives, but 
discipline, maturity, ethics, ideology, everything. Now, ask yourself this one question. Maybe this would be a, a great question to think about uh, before I take off for the night. Can you imagine if you had social media or a phone that could take pictures and video when you were in high school? Now, see, I'm already panicking, thinking, oh, my God, thank God I didn't. But think about this. Depending on what age you are, you know, whether you're 40, 50, 60, 70, or younger, whatever, imagine if everything was documented. And that's unfortunately part of the problem now. So that would be my recommendation, along with uh, the latest uh, Fast and Furious that's made a billion dollars. My name's Ken Matthews. It's been a pleasure filling in for Buck Sexton with America Now tonight. I want to thank Amy, Sarah, and Dramos and the rest of the uh, Freedom Hut team. Thank, thanks for listening. God bless. We'll see you next time.